Today on C-Level, Tobin Brogagné, the founder of Uspace, stops by. We talk about social media and privacy. Thanks for coming by. So we're going to talk about privacy, social media, a lot of a lot of stuff. But tell me a little bit about you first. Uh, well, my background is actually in humanities, not technology. I graduated with a degree in English literature from Oberlin College in 1995, which makes me old officially. And middle old. Middle old. Yeah. So. Um, uh, and with a focus in uh, fine art. And my career has been actually in editorial and commercial photography. Mm. So uh, that's been the majority of my career. I worked in Brooklyn for seven years. I worked in Min Minneapolis, Minnesota for about seven years. And then I moved down here mm -hmm. and found out that commercial photography had no future mm -hmm. and went directly to social media. Mm -hmm. So I just created, started creating camera content for social media. Um, and from that work doing social media, I, well, I became one of the people working on the back end of the Facebook uh, boosted advertising uh, system. And uh, I became a Facebook, a social media marketing person. Mm -hmm. All right, so you're, you're developing all this content and you're leveraging social media. So what was this for like ads? Like how are you putting so this So when I, when, when I kind of, uh, when I moved to Georgia, the commercial market, I didn't, I, I like, I moved for love. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have my base of uh, commercial base, you know, because your network is where you move. Right. And so I moved outside of my network and into a small market. And being inside of a small market, what the local businesses wanted was a lot of content. Uh, and they wanted, you know, so I would create, I would shoot mostly events or I would shoot fashion or whatever and just dump a lot of content onto their Facebook page and then people would tag themselves and they'd use it organically. Right. So tell me a little bit about the hat. So the hat is, uh, I just want to just quick background because I am not a ranger technically, but I'm an honorary ranger because I have friends in North Georgia who are rangers. Mm -hmm. And two weekends ago, they invited me to the ranger open house at Camp Merrill. And it was awesome because I saw guys jumping out of uh, helicopters and I saw four paratroopers like land in the exact same spot from 12,000 feet in, wow. a, in, in all in sequence in about every 30, about every 20 seconds. That's awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my friend Stephen, uh, uh, who lives in North Georgia, is a ranger mm -hmm. and he invited me down and uh, I've kind of been an honorary ranger for a couple of years. So I thought I would buy the hat, yeah. but technically, uh, so it's, okay, so the ranger motto, to be clear, mm -hmm. is lead the way. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like I, I do feel like I am part of that spirit because I, I feel like, I feel like space is pushing is leading the way into the next iteration right. of social media. We're, we're social 2.0. Mm -hmm. So, so um, you're doing your photography, you're leveraging social media. So how did you kind of stumble into your, your concept with, uh, with Uspace? So I started marketing when I, when I became, when I did local marketing, I, I realized that I, re I realized that if I'm going to do all of this back end and like go through the labyrinth, like Byzantine user interface of Facebook's advertising platform that is barbaric and impossible to understand, if I'm going to go totally. through all of that pain and suffering, 
um, of like non-user friendliness, uh, then I'm going to market high-end items, right? So I moved to Asheville, North Carolina to work for a furniture company that, that sold higher, like high ticket items, like starting at 1500. So if I could, like, if you're selling social media and you sell a couple of dinners, like you, the person running that business doesn't care. Like it's right. just not enough conversion. So I went to higher ticket items like mattresses, motorcycles, uh, things like that cost between $2,000 and $10,000. Now in 2016, uh, no, 2017, uh, one of my favorite musicians, whose name is also Tobin, Tobin Sprout, co-founder of Guided by Voices, came through town uh, in Asheville at the Moth, the Moth Light, and uh, me and Rachel, my fiance, went to, went to the show. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a great show. It was the Universe and Me tour. And I had known that I saw a show of his at a place called Creative Electric when I lived in Minneapolis back in 2006. He does great photorealism, like incredible work. Mm -hmm. So after the show, I asked him if he'd ever sold a painting uh, for more than $10,000 uh, you know, using online marketing. And, and he was like, well, no, I've never done that before. And I said, well, let's do this. So I took him on as a client, specifically writing criticism of his fine art and using that content to leverage leads in social media. Mm. Was this primarily on Facebook or? This was primarily, well, I would like, the, the website is blog.tobinsprout.net. Um, I would, and also Flood Content is the name of it, uh, the name of the company that was producing this content, my company. Uh, and you can find the content at floodfineart.com. Mm. But I would, so I would write this, I, I would write these, these pieces and then I would promote it from a website. I boost it from the website to drive traffic back. Got it. Uh, and it's been a good, it's been a good gig. It's worked. We've sold quite a bit of work mm -hmm. and he's been a great client. And now he's actually a founding partner of this enterprise use space. Mm -hmm. So Tobin Sprout has been brought on. He saw the vision very early on mm -hmm. of, a, of, of the use of a privacy focused network. Right. Right. Yeah. And a lot has changed, I mean, you know, even like in the advertising, like Facebook has changed a lot of different things like with their algorithms and stuff. But the biggest thing that, that obviously hit the news was, was the whole privacy thing. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what, you know, we, we've heard all the stories in the news and, and, you know, talk a little bit about like your, your feelings on the privacy and then what makes you space a little bit different. I think that what people don't really understand is that privacy is also safety. Like you're in an unsafe environment, whether or not it has adversely affected you. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're so you're 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 literally in this space. Mm -hmm. And at some point in the future, there's armies of bots sharing the same space. There are people who are geniuses at publishing. Okay, so there's two billion people on this platform, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say point. 0.1% of those people are geniuses at writing like dev divisive, outrageous content. Right. We're talking, I don't know, like maybe 200,000 or 2 million amazing publishers that have access to the entire platform. Right. Like geniuses, right. publishing geniuses. Right. Um, and that's, so to assume that just because you're doing what you're doing and, it, and, and you, you feel like you're in a safe environment, mm -hmm. I, I think is, 
a naive assumption because you don't understand until your privacy is violated, until something really bad happens, right. what the fallout can possibly be. So do you think a majority of people now know that, like, I mean, they're using a free service, right? Knowing that their Are you talking about Facebook? Facebook, any, any social media platform. I mean, if it's Facebook, a free Twitter, service, Instagram. that means they're, you're giving up something. So you think most people know that their information now is being shared and... Well, I've seen statistics that say that 70% of the public doesn't understand Facebook's business model. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't understand the business model, then you don't really know what's happening, mm -hmm. I guess. So, uh, and I can't change that, you know, I can't... I, well, unless this video goes viral because the memes are so good, <laughs> right? So. Uh, what I'm saying is that there's profound, it's, it's, it's a complicated system, it's a complicated environment, it's technology that is literally out of control. Mm -hmm. Like it is a publishing platform gone crazy. Mm -hmm. You can't expect people to understand it. I didn't, under, I'm, I am a perfectly savvy, competent person who, I don't know, four years ago, was a complete ignoramus when it came to publishing on Facebook. Right. Like you don't, most people are not editors, right? But when you're on Facebook, you're a content producer, you're an editor and you're a publisher, right? right? Now, I think that people don't necessarily really understand that role. And it's, an, 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 and I, for years I didn't, and I am an educated, you know, I have a college education, I work in the media, it's a complicated idea. In fact, my father, back in, my father was an English professor at the University of Maine for 40 plus years. Um, you know, very well read person. Uh, he also did editing for, uh, for scholarly magazines. And I told him in 2009, in 2009 I said, you know, I came home and I was like, dad, there's this global publishing platform, it's called Facebook and here's how it works. And he's like, or maybe 2008 or something like that. And, and uh, he's like, well, how does it work? And I was like, well, you know, I can write something and then it automatically publishes what I'm saying to, and anyone in the world can see it. Right. And this is a guy who understood publishing, like in, he understood publishing in a innate way, mm -hmm. the power of publishing. Mm -hmm. This is a man who his entire life read books. He read Moby Dick 30 times and, and I'm not exaggerating. Right. It was his favorite book, but he read, he read it 30 right, times. Right. So he was a professor of modern American literature. And his immediate response was, that's not a good idea. He said, that is not a good idea. And at the time, you know, me being, you know, the hyped up ignoramus that I was, you know, young me, which I wasn't even that young, but looking back at my level of naivete, I was very young, I was like, Oh, my dad's just being stodgy. Like he's like he doesn't think the hoi polloi should have you know access to publishing. Right. No, what he understood is that it democratized human nature without any kind of constraints. But doesn't you know? Facebook um, block certain content? I mean, there's there, like I mean they have absolutely like, they like, block. If you have too many words in your ad or, or your something like that, they, like it'll yes. stop it. So is there things in place that that? Absolutely, there's a ton of things in place that are blocking that's blocking content on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But here's the issue. There is, you can write outrageous things that divide people in half mm -hmm. and completely comply with the terms of service and rock the algor algorithm on Facebook. Interesting. 
It's, there's nothing, there's no rules against it. You can create crazy content that divides people and that's the best kind of content to publish. So there's always an incentive from now into the future forever to create divisive content because that is what sells. That's what, it's, it's tabloid media. Mm, right, and there's right? a lot of people out there, like influencers for instance, there's people making a very lucrative living on social media just because they're gaining following and they're pushing content, they've got advertisers. But I think, and this is just one man's opinion, but I think that um, some people don't realize, like those people may realize their privacy's gone, right? Like they know anything they put out, the world is gonna see, they're gonna be tracked. But I think that you know there may be a select few people that when they're putting out content, they don't realize how it's being used. And, and, and I think maybe is, is that, would you agree with something like that? That's a really good point. The, the issue that you're getting at here is that, is what I call default publishing. So people are forced, in order to create events on Facebook, Facebook turns everyone into a default publisher. Mm -hmm. So you can't just connect directly to other people, mm -hmm. right? you have to do it through this publishing process that where in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, my 758 connections, I need to make lowest common denominator, not to trigger anyone. And that's all media publishing stuff. You're just internalizing it and you're editing yourself to become a two-dimensional a two, a, a, a two persona. Mark Zuckerberg is on record saying that he wanted people to have only a single persona in all situations. He was literally trying to flatten people into his social media platform. He said it's dishonest to like not, to not present yourself to every single person you know in the exact same way. Right. We're 100% the opposite direction. Right. We, we're saying in, in different, you know, at, you're a different person at church, you're a different person at the bar. So, uh, so we're on the topic of, and, and with Facebook, we've seen it evolve over the years. I mean, when it started from, from the dorm room where, where Mark Zuckerberg was to where it is now. And then, the dorm room of the world? And, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, let, <laughs> the let, dorm room we're all forced into? Right. So, <laughs> so, but let's talk about the F8 conference, right? So he spoke, he spoke um, about the, the new privacy concerns and everything that happened before. And he's talking about like end-to-end -end encryption. So let's talk a little bit about, so what do you think about that? What do you think the future of Facebook is from the here here on now well and they're and now they know you know that that's what they're focusing on they're focusing on the 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 fake news and and the privacy so what are your thoughts on that? well the news they can never deal with yeah. I mean they're they're stuck in a two billion person publishing platform and outrageous content is not against the terms outrageous content is not against the terms of service of Facebook okay so that you can expect to continue division publishing division you can expect to continue. Now, regarding privacy, Mark Zuckerberg is doing a two-pronged fake privacy push. He's, he, what he's, he's, encryption is the shiny beads he's dangling in exchange for our private Manhattans, okay? He's saying, here, take the encryption beads. Currently, Facebook data mines WhatsApp, which is an encrypted platform. They don't actually data mine the words you're writing, they data mine everything around it and take the information, they suck that data out of WhatsApp and serve you ads on Facebook, on Instagram, based on what you're privately doing that you think that you're not being monitored on WhatsApp. He wants to extend that to all of his platforms where he gives you the impression of privacy, 
in order to be an even more effective data miner. Because if I think that I'm not being spied on, I'll be more honest. Mm. If I'm more honest, then I have better quality data. Interesting. Right? So, and, and to take it, it, so that's his first prong. And then the second prong to hedge against uh, a breakup of Facebook and to create what's called clean data, where your profile on Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, are all known to be the same human person. It's called clean data, and it can be, what Mark Zuckerberg rents data out. He says, I don't sell your data. No, he rents your data continuously forever to advertisers. Okay, so clearly, I mean, you, you, you've learned a lot of this, this stuff working with social media, and we obviously have a stance on privacy concerns. So this inspired Uspace. So why don't you kind of talk a little bit about the product that you created. Sure. And, yeah. And so I had these two issues, right? And I was like, I'm connected, but all of this media publishing and the structure of Facebook is, in, is basically just in the way of my relationships. It's devaluing them. So I'm like, how do I connect with people in a way that doesn't have these negative effects? I'm like, it's 2000, at the time it was 2017. I'm like, it's 2017. Why am I being forced into this publishing world just to connect with the people I like? It made no sense. Like, I'm like, the technology needs to exist for me to, to correct, uh, connect directly. So the way I look at it is the problem is that media has artificially, for financial reasons and for activity reasons, here's person A, here's person B, and there's this big media thing happening in the middle that we're all forced into, and that's a barrier to real connections, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, well, why can't we create a private network that is not a publishing network where we get our name unpublished space, U space. Why can't we create a, a, a network that just removes the big media problem and then you have like one-to-one -one connection. Mm. So like, it's, U space is not super complicated. It's just removing this hugely problematic publishing. Does that end to end encryption? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's end to end encryption. We do not data mine. There's no ads on it. Our monetization model is not, is not directly related to users. Uh, the app is one, one time purchase for $5. Uh, you can access it at unpublished.space. We have a web app that's mobile optimized. You can access it from anywhere in the world um, on a free mobile app. Uh, and it's just a better, like there's no algorithm filter. There's a, there's a news feed that shows you each individual post. You can monitor all of these. You, each user has private rooms that you either host or you're a guest in. The news feed monitors all of that. You have a one-to-one -one connection with each user. That's encrypted. That, yes, everything's encrypted. Yeah. Yes, the shiny beads are there. The shiny beads are there. The shiny beads are there, mm -hmm. but even better, we're not like data mining you. We're giving you the shiny beads and we're actually giving you like, you, you get to keep your island of Manhattan mm -hmm. as well. You know, we're giving you the entire, we're giving you your privacy. So uh, everything's encrypted now. I mean, it's like to say that you're, whatever's encrypted is, it's like saying like, there's now air to breathe in the world or something, you know, like in the digital world of communications, encryption is pretty, pretty common at this point. So um, I think that we need to back up for a second and just talk about how connections are made because part of what makes this platform completely different is that, it's a, is that the way in which you connect safeguards your privacy. 
it's this, and, and it, it ensures that the people that you connect with are known to you in real life. Bots have no chance to connect with you. You cannot be stalked on this platform. No one can search this platform. It's unsearchable. There's no search function. The developers created a screen for search because, every, because that's what they do. I said, what is this for? And they said, so that you can search the platform. And I said, just like I told our lawyer, I said, throw it out. Just like I told our lawyer, our privacy lawyer, he's like, puts in provisions automatically for data mining. I'm like, I'm literally gonna pay you $600 an hour to remove those things, you know? So you can't be searched on it. It's the most, like no one can discover whether or not you are on the platform in the first first place. The only time I know that you are on the platform, Chris, is when you is when I send an invitation to your platform email and then you get back to me and confirm that you're on the platform. Up until that point, I have no idea if you're on the platform. I have no idea if I have the right email. It's entirely private. It's called it's a proprietary system that I designed for connection, connecting. It's called advanced permission design, APD. And APD is how we guarantee that you will have no bots, you will have your, any stalker. Like we're, we're more private than WhatsApp, we're more private than, they're, they're pulling uh, fo real phone numbers uh, off your phone, you're getting subscribed to groups. Mm -hmm. um, so on your, on your platform, in order for someone to connect, you really do need to know that person and have their email address to send them a request, yes. is, that, is that where, okay. It, so there's yes. no way you can find, so you can't just search for anybody on there. There is zero way to search and find anyone on the platform. Right. Okay. Yes. And also, once you're connected, you can't see who they're connected to. I can't see your like friends. Like friends. Yeah. yeah. Like I could have two connections or I could have 2,000 connections. You don't know because my connections are my business. I'm connected to you, but that's all you know. Mm -hmm. And then I can host a room with you and other connections, and then you would know that they're my connections, but only in a hosted room space, like mm -hmm. the production of this. Right. video, we could have a room just for C-level, right. you know, and we could all have that conversation and then that pops up in your notifications. Like, you know, here's the C-level stuff and then my conversation, you know, my, my search for housing with Rachel, mm -hmm. you know, is on, on the same feed, but you, the only person that knows any of this is like me. Right. It's totally private to me, but I can monitor my entire life. So discreetly. I can, so uh, the type of user, I mean, number one, it could be someone that you know, really is, is concerned about privacy, but also, I mean, I can see, you know, people that work in, in, in the business, you know, A-list talent and, and people that, you know, really need that secure stuff. They want to keep their family or maybe even some of these influencers that they have this whole public thing, but they want to have some private communications with other people in the business, yeah. like, like high profile productions and certain things. So I can see the entertainment business utilizing a you know, platform like this. A celebrity could a celebrity could completely organize their own personal network on this platform discreetly, mm -hmm. with uh, without any any downside that I can see. Mm -hmm. We're actually when we go when we're back into development, we're going to create a, a feature where you can actually turn off incoming notifications entirely, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of rude. But mm -hmm. like, if you're a celebrity and your let's say your email address was leaked or something like that, mm -hmm. then you could just turn off the notifications. But yeah, it's entirely, it's, this is so secure that a celebrity could definitely have their own personal private network and do all of their business of life. It's literally for the business of life. 
And the only reason that's possible is because we've removed publishing. Mm -hmm. We just took, like publishing is the antithesis of getting things done. Like we as human beings need privacy in order to do our lives. I mean, imagine living in a huge barn with no walls and two billion people in it. Mm -hmm. That's what Facebook is. It's like a gilded cocktail party nonstop with no walls. We're offering people a way to choose to retreat from that environment. We say, keep Facebook. Keep Facebook for acquaintance maintenance. Mm -hmm. Acquaintance maintenance. That's what Facebook is good for. Keep it. Bring your 10 people to USpace. You don't need your whole social graph on right. USpace. You just right. need the people that you need to coordinate well, with. Or, or you know, even like the people, like the, we were talking about before, the influencers that need that public persona, that need that. Absolutely. Keep that, keep your revenue coming, but then have, have a space. I could see Facebook, that Facebook is around for a long time. Social media isn't going away. And, but Mark Zuckerberg has been selling it as this kind of like a place to connect with your family and friends. That's exactly what it's not. That's exactly what Facebook is not good for because it's a publishing environment. You're, there's constantly just distraction and, and garbage around your family and friends. It's deteriorating the quality of those relationships. That's why I developed USpace because I was like, I'm connected technically, but this connection sucks. It's not making my relationships better. I need to be digitally connected and make my relationships better. A, a single digital connection on USpace means I have an open direct channel forever. So Tobin, tell me, how does USpace make life easier? Our goal as a company is to do the management for you. I look at Google and I say, well, they're data mining, but at least they solve problems. Gmail solves problems. You know, a lot of the Google products that I use solve things. That's the kind of company we want to be. We want to anticipate solving problems. And I think the first way that we're solving a problem is like removing this huge media like gremlin mm. from in between your relationships. That's that's a huge problem solving. It's, it's a major time suck that people have to deal with this media right. publishing. Right. Whatever side you stand on, whether you, you know, dislike social media or you're concerned about privacy, I think the biggest thing and, and one of the reasons why um, you know I like having individuals like you on is is you're innovating. You're you're seeing you're seeing things that need to be fixed, and you're leading the way in coming up with new ideas, becoming a founder. And I wish you the best of luck with USpace, and I really appreciate you having on. The way I look at it is, we're a slow cooker. We are a we're 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 on the slow burn, because it's one of these things that once you as you as you get tired as you get exhausted, it's that those few connections will start building into more interactions. And the more, as you find use space useful mm -hmm. over time, that's how we're going to build, that's how we're going to build our network. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. The way I look at it is this, like people are burned out on social media, right? Mm -hmm. We are, we've created social two, that's social 1.0. We've created social 2.0. The private social network it's the natural evolution of social networks awesome. right like i think that we are in the right place at the right time it's cool well i appreciate you being innovative and uh and seeing gaps in the marketplace and 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 starting this thing and hopefully solving it solving an issue 
Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, thanks, Toby. It's been a pleasure. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into the episode. If you guys enjoyed it, show some love. Give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Also, make sure you check out our exclusive C-Level group on Facebook.